they're out again. Maury and Tim escape from the radio. And now, those two guys. Maury Eskenazi and Tim Hunter. All right, here we go. It's another uh, Maury and Tim Escape from the Radio podcast. Uh, how's your week been? It's been fantastic. It's Has kind it? of like a Burl Bear hangover after yeah. last week. That was so That's amazing. That's a tough act to follow. That was a tough That's act good. to follow. And, I, you know, I do want to bring some guests in every now and then. And, and you had mentioned of all the people, if you could talk to one person, that was the name that said came right Frank out. Frank Sinatra would have been. No, that would have been really yeah. hard. Couldn't have pulled that off, but... So what's been going on in your life? You know, it's just the same old stuff. Okay, let's talk about. Okay, wait, topics. wait, wait. How about this? Here, how about I'll, the Huskies? I'll throw, I'll throw stuff. Okay, out. okay, yeah, sure. So what's going on in my life, Tim? Thanks for asking. It's uh, <laughs> it's a big time of year because I'm a gigantic Major League Baseball fan. <gasps> True. Even, even though that the Mariners are gone, the the playoffs uh, have been amazing. So this past weekend, while everybody was out doing stuff with their families and stuff. I started on Saturday and uh, uh, ended Sunday evening watching nothing but baseball and college and pro football. Wow. Nonstop. I know. My cardiologist kept calling me, yelling at me, get the hell out of move, the house. Move. Don't move out of the house. There. For so. God's sakes. This is a great time. I, one of the childhood memories I have, being raised a Los Angeles Dodger fan, was that uh, Sandy Koufax wooden pitch on Yom Kippur. Yeah, that was a big thing. Was, for, for, a, that was a breakthrough. Nobody had ever said, I can't because of my religion. Right. That was a huge uh, thing for, for a young Jewish boy like me. Mm-hmm. That kind of got me to go to synagogue, my parents. Even uh, though he was a Dodger. Yeah, even though he was a Dodger. And you're a giant. Exactly. I have memories of another Yom Kippur memory was uh, standing outside with my friends in 1967 now, mind you, I can't tell you what I had for dinner last night, but I remember 1967 <laughs> Bob Gibson pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals oh, against yeah. the Detroit Tigers in the World Series, struck out 19 batters, and we were in the parking lot of Temple Beth Jacob in Oakland, California, listening on our transistor radios. Wow. And for you kids out there, transistor radios used to be the radio, the, uh, the iPod, the uh, smartphone of the day. You know, back then, if you had a transistor radio, you'd you know open it up to change the battery, and they had the sticker on the inside that said "Made in Japan." Exactly. That's yeah. Now, back then, yeah. so now, Absolutely. of course, everything now is made in China or right. some other sweatshop somewhere. But what do you do as far as? Um, I know you're a big Husky fan. Yeah. Do you go look at my wounds after you last go, week? Oh, that was so unbelievably oh, horrible. Who is this team? Do you go somewhere and watch the games, or do you watch them? At home. No, I mean, for years I owned season tickets. Actually, it was a friend who owned them and sold them to me every year, and so I went, and we had that 0-12 season, and I said, well, why am I doing this? And then they started bouncing games around. You didn't know if they were going to start at 11.30 in the morning or 7.30 at night, and you can't plan anything during the fall. So basically I've accepted the fact that most of the Husky games this season and every season for the rest of my life – I'll probably be watching on digital tape because um, we'll have something planned. Right. There will be a birthday or someone will say, let's go wine tasting or we have relatives in town. But the game. Ah. So and, and so what happens is we'll go do that thing, whatever it is we said we would do. And then at 10 o'clock I get home and I'm exhausted. But damn it, I want to know who won the game. So I have to block it to make sure I don't have anyone tell me the score. 
because there's always these well-meaning ones that go, "Hey, look at that! The Huskies lost by ten. I yeah. don't want to know." Or, or you get this: I'm not. I don't want to ruin it for you, but you're going to be happy. Yeah, you yeah, know what that's I mean? right. What the hell? <laughs> I'm kind of one of those people. I have to like watch the game as it's going. Oh on. no, because no. because I'm too ADD to. Okay, here we go. I have a game that I recorded. How do I not fast forward to the end to see who wins? Well, you know? even on times when I'm available and we're at home and the game comes on at, say, 1230, I'll do projects till about 115 because then I can go in, start the game, and fast forward through all the commercials. Well, you're, like, decoupaging and, and so, stuff? What kind yeah, of projects exactly. are you doing? But, I mean, then I can watch a game in, like, two hours. Right. And it's that's wonderful. And I invested in a seventy inch TV up yep. on the on the wall there, and it's a freaking thing of beauty. And so I've got the best seat in the house. I can pause it when I want to. Uh, no, that's that's the way to go. Weather doesn't matter. How about this? If you somehow, if somebody spills the beans and find out that that you know you recorded a Husky game and they ended up losing, are you still going to watch the game? What I will do is, I, and this has happened, I will go home and watch it until I've seen enough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I go, you know, if, the, if I didn't know the results, I might hang in there and say, oh, they might be able to pull this out. But if I know they didn't already, I'll just say, okay, well, now I see why they lost. And then I get more sleep. I used to, um, for three years, host Husky football viewing parties at a bar in Linwood. Talking about, you know, the, them changing the times of games and stuff. Oh, so this was the time when uh, the Pac-12 network came on, and they would show the Husky games. And the bar that I was at didn't, didn't have, have the Pac-12. Oh, no. So there were a couple times that they uh, uh, went on their computer and then plugged their computer into the uh -huh. TVs. Yeah. So there'd be times we'd be watching the game. There'd be a bunch of people there, and then it would be frozen for about five minutes. You know, the computer <laughs> froze. Or then, like the September third game against San Diego State yeah. that started at twelve, right? And and it's eighty five degrees outside. It was me and like two other people in there. And then, the, <laughs> look, you've won. Yeah, and you've won. We're and then, good. And then for the games that uh, started at like eight o'clock or seven thirty on a Saturday night, they would show the game, and then at halftime they would turn everything off because karaoke started. So people were going, oh my what are God. you doing? And they would just hand me a check, and we would move on. <laughs> so it, it would be funny. pretty good. So I also wanted to add, you know, uh, as far as, like, watching football and stuff, I also have, like, a big 65-inch TV. Mine's 70. That That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the five. <laughs> um, at any rate, all these years, you know, when we were sports radio, I would have to be at a bar at 8 o'clock in the morning and stay there until 8 o'clock at night for, like, three years uh, during football season. So now when people go, the Super Bowl, are you going to watch it with friends? I go, no, I'm just watching it with my dogs, just me and my dogs. That's that's good enough for me. I'm wow. happy with that. And occasionally I'll go hang out with friends at a bar and drink beverages. So your wife game. is not a big sports fan? Not even close. No, not even really? Sorta, not even sort of. We took her once to, because uh, I would I would have a Mariner baseball 20-game package. I would go with my kids. Mm -hmm. And it was my daughter's birthday, and we had her you know, name on the big screen. And my wife came with us to the game. And then we left after they showed her the thing. Cause she, You know what she says to me when, I, when I'm watching like a Seahawks game? And they lose, and I'm going. I, she goes, "What's wrong?" I go, "Oh, the Seahawks lost." She goes, "You know, they don't care about you. If you have a bad day, they're not <laughs> upset." And I'm going, "Who are you?" Wow. So, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, when I, my wife and I started dating, it's been over a dozen years ago. One of the things, I mean, she was very kind, nice, gorgeous, and all that stuff. 
but she liked football. Yeah, that's and I see, went, that's a, oh my god. Yeah, this is the the complete deal. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I wasn't really into football. I would say most of my I I was raised in the L.A. Rams around Roman Gabriel and uh, yeah. Marlon Olson and all yep. that before he was selling flowers. But uh, football was just yeah, football, and I knew it existed. I was more basketball and baseball. Right. But somewhere along the line of my adult life, I started getting into football, and I just absolutely love it. It's a great game. You can sit and watch almost any team play against any other team and, and still get into the game. I think that as far as the uh, popularity of football, as we're, we're talking about this now, I think the fantasy sports kind of open them up more to, mm-hmm. towards because, you know, I know people that uh, will randomly watch a game and cheer for some random person uh, because of fantasy football. I used to have season tickets at the Seahawks. And on my fantasy football team, the New Orleans Saints, I had the New Orleans Saints defense going that week. Oh, man. And they were playing the Seahawks at the game I was at. And the Seahawks were about ready to score a touchdown. Uh, They were on the two-yard line, and they threw, intercepted by New Orleans defense. Guy runs it back for 100 yards for a touchdown for New Orleans. And you're rich. I'm standing going, yes, 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 and turn around, and all these Seahawks fans are giving me the worst look. And I'm going, fantasy football. It's fantasy (laughs) football. So... Okay, well, while we're talking about football and popularity, yeah, I can't help but notice there are a lot of empty stadiums every week, and the ratings have done a little bit of sliding. What, what in football? Yes. Huh. Oh, take a look. Well, yeah, I think you know there's there's some teams like Miami is like you know they're already done. Uh, mm-hmm. They're the worst football team ever right in now. the history of the world. Well, yeah, they're they're getting there. There was a Detroit team that lost every game they played few years ago oh yeah too by the way i think it's just the over exposure of football you know there's games almost every single night and i know that i know that uh, i i read all the time the players aren't pretty excited about thursday night football you know because it kind of diminishes it's kind of pros and con on that because if you play sunday to thursday boy that's a short week right but if you play thursday and you don't play until the following sunday that's a nice little yeah couple of stretched vacation yeah that type of thing i mean i i don't want to keep saying back in the day but you know back in the day there wasn't like the nfl network and there wasn't like 27 hours of espn analyzing the play and you know what else i noticed you know watching sports because I will watch some games that are on like YouTube from 20 years ago randomly. <laughs> I'll just watch a game, you know, and and the score's not on there, you know, because they didn't do that right, back in the day. Right. But th- it was just they would play the game and the guys would talk about it. Now they analyze the heck I out know. of it. Like you know, maybe I'm not the majority, but I don't care about you know how many the defense and what they're stacking and. You know, they're running that. You know, I don't care about that kind of stuff, but apparently there's people that do care about that. You know, baseball's been really bad about that for years with the, the, the statistics. Yeah. If you listen to a broadcast, oh, here he comes to bat and left-handers in this position. And, right. You know, and now they shift. They never used to shift yeah. for a batter. And the launch angle. Yeah. And that bat, that ball left his bat at 180 miles an hour. Like Too much. Yeah, too much stuff. Just Play. So, again, I don't want to come off like a cranky old man, but I think I'm turning into a cranky old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's what's happening. Hey, you used to smoke. I did, yeah. Did you uh, ever vape? No, because I have quit smoking. It's been like 12 or 13 okay. years. Yeah, yeah I, And occasionally, I you know, either. cannabis is legal. 
Did sure. you know that? Do you vape it? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes Serious. There's like little. That has me really pens. scared. I think they're going to find out something, you know, and I don't know what it is, but something in that vaping process, you know, they were sure quick to say, hey, it's better than cigarettes. Well, right. is maybe it? not. Yeah. As far as the cannabis vaping goes, and again, there's different articles about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I see people like, you know, with the the, the cigarette vape that like you know oh yeah tons of smoke are coming out of them and that kind of stuff looks so. like they elected a pope yeah exactly you know? <laughs> yeah i totally understand that too by the way no that and i've really got good. friends that vape uh, and i just i just have to ask them why are you still doing it when you see what's going on right i mean they've got you well know, kroger's quit carrying did them they and... reply to you that dude i smoke and there's been a warning on my cigarettes for how yeah. long no i know you know what i mean you know, that's another thing. I think we might have had this conversation already, but I love, I enjoyed smoking. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really liked oh, it. Oh, I did too. I yeah. I've, I got tired eventually of always smelling that way or I the, the musty ashtrays. I enjoyed the, that part. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. No, My thing was it. apparently it's not good for you. And that's the thing that <laughs> kind of convinced me. I remember when it all started in the commercial. Like father, like son. Like father, like son. Think about it. For information on smoking and heart disease, ask your heart association. Where did you get this? I got it from you. (laughs) That thing. No, I remember when that first in the whole, uh, the Surgeon General put a warning and they slapped it on the cigarettes. I guess some countries, I want to say they do this in Europe, actually put pictures of like lung cancer and you know, victims and right. stuff like that right on the packages. Right. You we know, just had that little warning. You know, speaking of that, and I meant to mention this on my uh, uh, Movies with Maury segment on KRKO on the Tim Hunter Morning Show, but <laughs> I forgot, on HBO, there's a comedian named Gary Goleman. I don't know if you've heard of Gary I, Goleman. I've seen the ad for yeah, his special. His special, it's called The Great Depression, and uh, hmm. he, pretty funny comedian, but he was in a severe depression, like severe depression, to the point where uh, he couldn't leave his house. It just kind of oh, happened. Geez. And he was talking about everything that he had gone through. And it's it's uh, it's very good. It's on HBO. So if, okay. if uh, you should totally check it out. But, but as far as everything that he went through, the drugs and all the medication, and uh, it's, it's, it was terrifying. So, yeah. Did you ever think of offing yourself? No. There's a uh, wild question. Yeah, that is a but, wild question. Well, no, I was it was kind of going down a rabbit hole there and I remembered that there was a time where a girl broke up with me back in college. Uh-huh. Didn't see it coming and all that. And I remember that time I was driving north on the express lanes and I was just in a deep funk and thought, you know, I could aim my little Honda Civic at the cement divider there and it would all be done. Wow. And that was the most serious. That wasn't even that serious. Right. But then, you you know, and you talk about people with depression now. And I, I, I'm trying to figure out why is it that we're more depressed than we used to be? Or if you just look what's going on in the world. Yeah. Okay, now I get it. One of my clients here at KRKO KXA mm-hmm. is the uh, Smoky Point Behavioral Hospital. Okay. And uh, the, the commercials we put together for them that are running right now are highlighting teen depression. Oh, Be- I heard that. Because heard it's it's like rampant. And I was talking to them about it. Why is teen depression such a big thing? What and happened? When we were kids, bullying was out of control. You know what I mean? They didn't do anything to stop 
kids from messing with you. You know, they would suspend them and all that kind of stuff. But, but I mean, you, you know, the the you were bullied the whole time. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes and no, because I remember I what I did was I went to a private school, a Lutheran school, from grades one through six. They closed the school, and I got hurled into a uh, public school, and I was the new kid. So I got I got picked on a lot and stuff right. like that. And, you know, there's always the cliche jokes about being shoved in a locker and all that stuff going on. It just seems that everything is moving so fast that there are no limits on so many things. So now it's not just shove them into a locker, but it's embarrass them on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, so that's the thing they were saying, that there's no off switch. It just keeps going and going because you go home and it's social media and uh, I feel sorry for some of these kids. It seems like they have to grow up a lot earlier than they used to, you know? I think if I were raising kids now versus how we did back then, we didn't plan them in front of a TV a lot. Right. We allowed them to watch TV, but I don't remember using TV as a babysitter, but I see that being done a lot. Right. I see parents saying, hey, you got Netflix? Sure, put something on, They'll that'll keep them busy. Yeah. And so all they do is sit there and... You know, instead of going out and running around the neighborhood or in the backyard or play tag, sounds like a grandpa dodgeball. Yeah. I know. Here we're getting into the I old know. man thing, and they all have their they but, have their tablets and stuff. I, I think yeah. too. You know, I was talking too about uh, you know, and again, when I was a kid, you know, my mom worked. I, I didn't have like soccer practice. I didn't have to go here and go here. These kids are so uh, pre-programmed. Uh, yeah, for, so regimented yeah. that when they get out of high school. And they move away from home. They don't know what to do with themselves, and that's kind of a very because it's not being done yeah, for it's, them. It's not. There's not a schedule that they're on. That type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you need uh, any parenting advice, you can just <laughs> yeah. write to either Maury or I. You and, know what? Uh, we'll I, be glad to raise your kids well, for our you. Our kids, my kids are, and your kids are. They're in their thirties and yeah. seem sort of normal. I think yeah. so. I yeah. mean, I look at them and kind of go. I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back. I just. I, I think I was me. I was talking to a woman the other day, and she, boy, she is. Uh, is there a book out about it? I've read it, you know. And she has just really intensely looked for all kinds of input about it. I go back to the fact that one time we were living in caves, and this baby came out. We had to do something with it, so you just, you know, you kept it basic, and you just worked with them and taught them things and communicated and all that stuff, and. And now it's just gotten so complicated. Is there is there any type of parenting thing that you did that people would scoff at? Um, you know what? I'll say that uh, we we spanked, but that makes it sound like oh, you beat your kids for yeah. their entire life. No, I think we spanked uh, the first couple of times where we just say, "Look, we're serious. We mean this," and then. I don't know if I ever spanked him again after that. Yeah. But it was the threat. It was like kids need boundaries, you know, and once you've established there's a boundary, because if you don't set boundaries, they're going to go out into the world and think they don't have to care. So what if it's against the law? Yeah. You know, at least for us. My mom, when I was young, they used to sell those paddle balls. Remember those? Oh, with a with the a air paddle rubber. With My a- dad took a drill and drilled <laughs> holes through it, and they kept it in the drawer. Yeah, and if you got in trouble, they would take it out and and spank your bottom. It did disappear once. My dad and mom, for years afterwards, say, "Whatever, who, which one of you kids took the air paddle?" And I honestly don't remember hiding it or throwing it in the trash or any of that. 
I sure could have. Yeah. I just don't remember doing it. My mom used to buy me the paddle ball because she knew that I would break it, and mm-hmm. then she'd have something to smack me a with. A brand new. Yeah, brand new. Yeah, thing. but Dad would put – he drilled holes in it because he said, oh, it comes around faster, and that just the fear. Yeah. You know, that's well, – One time, um, my wife uh, took the kids, and they went to, like, Kmart or something like that, and when they got home – um, my daughter, I think she might have been like four or five or something like that. She, my wife noticed she had a little uh, puppy, little doll on her that she wanted, and my wife said she couldn't get it. She she took it from the store. She shoplifted, mm-hmm. so she took her back to the store and talked to the security guy, and they said, okay, we're, we'll have a talk with her and we'll kind of scare her straight. My son, who's two years younger, m- more emotional, he was with her. He sobbed, and my daughter kind of like was. Lit a cigarette and was all cool <laughs> as a cucumber, and it didn't phase her. And, so yeah. there was a five-year-old Tim Hunter at yeah. one point, and I don't remember exactly anything other than we had gone to a store. I thought I'd, I would take a couple of batteries and stick them in my pocket, and then I had this brilliant idea to hide them. We had a television set that had doors that closed, so I would just put the batteries inside the door and close it. And no one would ever think to open that up and see them. Well, all of a sudden, you know, my mom and dad said, where did these come from? I took them from the store. <laughs> so we went back to the store and I returned them. Yeah. And I learned that that was a great shame. So. Was that the worst thing you ever got in trouble for when you were a little kid? <sighs> worst thing. I'm just trying to think who was more insane as a kid, you or me. Oh, I was pretty in check. My parents, they were... I mean, they weren't anything other than, you know, there there were boundaries. Right. You know? So, like, when we go over to other people's houses, we wouldn't run around and scream or whatever. It's, you know, kids are supposed yeah. to be seen, not heard. Because you're supposed to be very good in front of strangers. Yeah. That was the, that's or, the rule oh, that we embarked yeah. on our kids. I got in trouble once when I was a little kid because me and my friends would have dryer rides. We'd hop in our dryer and go for a spin. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No, I so didn't I kinda do got, that. I got in trouble for that, and then I got in trouble for spelling my name in gasoline in our garage and lighting it on fire. That was kind of a fun oh, thing. Oh, my God. We used to do okay, back in the day. Well, days. now if we're talking pyro crimes, <laughs> my cousin Charlie, I went up to his uh, place, his parents' place up at Big Bear, California, and uh, the two of us, you know, they just basically, you kids go outside and play. Right. So we decided, we thought it'd be fun to go out in the woods and build a fire. And, you know, and to make sure it doesn't spread, we'll build it inside this wood box. How old were you? Five and seven. I was five. He was seven. And so we took the wood out there and and started it on fire, and it got out of control. And the fire department came, and we ran away. And then we came back to see it, and one of the firemen said, Hey, did you kids start this fire? No, 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 no. We just saw the smoke. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it kind of funny when you think about it, like a five-year-old and a seven-year-old are doing that? Is that happening today anywhere? No, probably mm, not. No. Yeah, because of, uh, yeah. But I think if we could have caused a lot of damage. Yeah, not so. a good thing. All right, good. Can you confess it? You feel uh, better now? Well, I'm thinking the statute of limitations <laughs> is over, so I can finally come clean after all these years. So. When my kids were little, uh, the big thing was always – my parents and my in-laws would go, why are they up so late? This is their, it should be their bedtime. Oh, for God's sake. So. Um, because I'm the parent. Yeah, that's what I said. So you know what I did to them? I said, okay, here's the deal. I think they were like nine and like f- six or something like that. And I said, okay, here's the deal. 
There, you have no bedtime anymore. You can stay up as long as you want. You can stay up all night. I don't <laughs> care. But I was the guy that had to wake them up and get him going in the morning. Oh. I said, if there's any hassle when I wake you up like that, you're, you're going, going to, to bed, bed at, at six, seven <laughs> o'clock. That's what I said. Seven o'clock. We're both thinking the same. I know, thing. and never, I never ever had a problem with that. So wow, there you go. A lot of, from what I've seen of couples we know with kids, there's some that have it down that just understand, and there are others that, you know, bottom line is. One of them is going to control the situation. It's either going to be the parent or it's going to be the kid. It's called hand, having and, hand, right? Yeah, well, it's just you can't let the kid decide right. everything. Right. You know, they need guidance. They need boundaries. They need rules, foundation. Right. You have grandkids now. Right? I do. Do you spoil the hell out of them? No, not so much. I mean, when I see them, we usually do something and we goof around and we get them a little something. I only see them probably about half a dozen times a year. So I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see them more, but they're way down in Olympia. And while that doesn't sound that far away, drive it sometime. Yeah. It can take, our, the longest it's taken us to get down there is four hours. Because you Just, always leave it Friday at 3 o'clock. Well, no, we'll go, we'll go Saturday <laughs> or we'll go Sunday. And it's like at 1 in the afternoon, there's a, a problem at McCord Air right. Force Base. And there's a problem in Tacoma. And there's always something. All right, I believe you. You don't have to yeah. give me excuses. No, it's frustrating. <laughs> I need a jet. I need a Lear jet. <laughs> All right. Any other problems we can solve? Uh, I think we're, I think, we're I think we've covered it. If huh? you have any comments you'd like to make, yeah, yeah, please write to either Maury or I. Yeah, we're, we're glad to set you straight. We know how to do it. The kids love me, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Maury. See, that's the thing. You know, that's the thing with, and I know we're going over, but uh, yeah. in my family, I was like the cool dad, and then my wife was the disciplinarian. Oh, and yeah, she wasn't too happy with it. But you know what? That's everybody has to know their roles, right? Well, and the other thing is the parents need to agree right because you can't have mom saying no and then the kids know if they go to dad he'll say oh yeah, yeah. i know because that'll that'll oh that's a a mess i know yes i've uh, lived that many times yeah so yeah i totally understand all right well good episode sir yeah thank you very much we'll, thanks we'll, for listening oh and uh hello to my friend Stu, uh gsr boy, reynolds and monroe close yeah i know totally we almost missed that Whew. so anyways Stu, thanks for listening You've just listened to Maury and Tim Escape from the Radio with Maury Eskenazi and Tim Hunter, a WackyWeek.com production. No insects were injured in the making of this program. Well, maybe one. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us. If you didn't, please send it to someone that annoys you.